0: Uh, before we dip into the Vikings, uh, your top three towns and top three cities.
1: It's, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because obviously this uh, you, you, your reflections and memories are generally um, uh, based on, on what sort of day you had when you were there and then hopefully if you have this book in, in tow, you'll have a good day and and, and, and you'll have, have really fond memories. I, I think that first, let, let, let me cheat slightly and say that Newcastle would be one because I think that a ground like that in a place like that with fans like that it's, it, there's, there's, there really isn't any better I, I, I absolutely love it my favourite ground outside of that is, 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 is one in is, is Craven Cottage in, in, in London I, I love how traditional it is how sort of like it's, it's quite unspoiled although I did go by, by there the other day and saw the construction of the new stand so it's certainly becoming more modern by the day but, but I, I would like to put a little shout out to sort of the ones that you might not consider I had a great time in Barrow oh, and I had a great, great. time I had a great time in um, Fleetwood and I had a most brilliant time and actually the one that that inspired the book was when I went to um, Southend and, you know, the the cockles and the whelks on Leon Sea on a beautiful sunny day looking out over the Thames estuary. And I think in that moment I couldn't have been happier and wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else in the world.
0: Oh, that's a great recommendation. Oh, yeah. It's it,
1: it's it's a real so so the South End precisely why I wrote that book. It was like you was, I was sat there thinking, I bet every place that has this, you know, somewhere that's not quite in South End that you might not think about, but when you get there, you get a great feel for the place, and it's just it's just wonderful.
0: And, of, uh, and of outside
1: of Wigan you will find the best pie uh, in the country. And that, don't trust me, trust Dave Myers out of the Hairy Bikers and, and, and then also the pie experts who've gone up. You will find the best pie there in, a, in the end of a, a row of terraced houses. Um, and and it's also sort of like, you know, very humble town. It's, it's a lovely one. It's uh, sort of, you, probably not one that, obviously the only recently elite team, but not one that you would have really considered travelling to. It's how, it's how, you know, you get up there and you're definitely among the sort of like the real football fans, you know, the people who really do want to make an effort.
0: Yeah, the, the East London overspill in South Southend, um, basically not far at all from uh, Beckenham. You can get there on the uh, an, an East Coast service, can't you? It's quite easy to get to yeah. from you.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, it was. It was actually a, 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 an, a season opener three years ago, I think, um, when Doncaster played South End That was the inspiration for the for the book, really. When when me and, and a few lads saw sort of, like met up in Liverpool Street, and and sort of you, you head down and said, "Well, get off at Lee and see," and we're going to do it differently. And uh, and we're all sat there getting sort of t shirts, suntans, eating seafood, drinking local beer, <laughs> and thinking this is just rather wonderful.
0: Was your dad there, or is he still up north?
1: My dad's still up north, but he does join me. He wasn't there. My brother was there that day, um, but he, and my dad does join me. Uh, he he was he was there with me in in um, uh, Fleetwood when when we went up there, sort of not knowing what what would set that apart, but just a really interesting nautical history in Fleetwood, uh, and you know he was once famous for uh, catches of hake. Um and and you used to you know, you used to have to use these really robust sort of wind powered boats that would withstand the North Sea and the the the, uh, the Irish Sea and, and and the seas just off the, the northwest coast. Yeah. Um and uh, and still you can find a really nice bit of Hake and any 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 good chippy up there and uh, and plenty of of, of of good local
0: ale as well. Fleetwood comes out really well in Jamie Vardy's book and I have something called the Vardy line. If your memoir is better than Jamie Vardy's, uh, then it goes into the football library. And by the way, you get your football library card. I think you can guess who's going to be on it, but we'll talk about him in about a minute. Uh, clue Doncaster related. Uh, so you're welcome anytime to browse the shelves of the football library and, uh, Jamie Vardy just said, playing at Fleetwood with a bunch of mad lads and getting them promoted and then getting the move to Leicester. You forget that. Fleetwood yeah. still haven't received a sell-on fee because he's been at Leicester for 10 years. He must have his um, <gasps> testimonial quite soon, Vardy. Yeah. What a what a career. Um, and again, yeah, some, some players he'll have played with will be down in, not far as Peckham Town's level, but good non-league level. Um, so... We do move now, and I'm delightful. Usually I ask people which team they support before welcoming them into the football library. But um, how wonderful, Jack Pete, that you're a Doncaster Rovers fan. League One, again, although after the ups and downs that the team has had in the last 10 years, I think you're quite happy to be settled in League One. Not good enough for the Championship, far too good for League Two.
1: So we've had a a massively disappointing end to the season in that... Um, we were we were riding high uh, for most of last, well, certainly the first part of the year, and then um, on the back of that, Darren Moore, who is a fantastic manager, Big Dave, yeah, um, uh, was was poached by Sheffield Wednesday, and um,
0: oh, and you'll be playing just, them this season.
1: Well, yeah, which is which you know isn't that just tremendously self-defeating? Is what I think. When you poach a manager mid-season, the wheels came off with us. He wasn't able to... Yeah, Sheffield Wentz out of the perilous position that they were in already. So, um, you know, instead of... Uh, so, we're, yeah, we're, we're, both, we're both in it together now. Are you so aware,
0: to... are you aware the date that Doncaster travelled to Hillsborough? No, not off the top of my head. August 14th. Oh, crikey. So, this will be the week that your book comes out. So, if any Doncaster fan holds your book, and I hope they do, it will be a very, very simple journey... Uh, across South Yorkshire, how far apart is Doncaster and Sheffield? Well,
1: uh, ten miles.
0: Wow, you could walk. Yeah. In the morning, it's hot enough. Yeah. And...
1: No, you've got you've got the, the you know Doncaster, Sheffield, Barnsley. Yeah. Um, That's very close, but never really sort of like the rivalry never existed for us as much because you know the Sheffield's had the Sheffield's and the Barnsleys were always actually a bit better than us. Historically, um, so we've actually uh, our big rivalries have always been sort of Scunthorpe, who've been more our level. But yeah, very three 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 places are incredibly close, to each other Yeah, yeah. Rotherham Don- as well as the other.
0: Yes, uh, and you play Rotherham at the end of August, so you get two trips uh, out the way, and then you go over to Accrington. I hope you get to go to Accrington. Uh, it's a Tuesday night game, uh, but one of the loveliest football clubs in Britain. And as soon as I can. I will get up uh, because we actually have in the football library, the Andy Holt lounge where you have three walls and they say, good morning, by the way, which is of course his Twitter catchphrase. So on your library card, uh, we do have um, a guy who is currently club mentor. That sounds like, um, right. We need to give him a job. He's not, he's a coach, but we've got coaches. I know James B club mentor. Um, do you reckon he just has to stand there on match day and just pose for photos?
1: Yeah, well, cops, you know, it's sort of like, um, he's uh, sort of like, I don't know what role Alex Ferguson has, but he turns up every week. So yes. yeah, it's, sort of, it's, it's sort of like, I'm, yeah, he's 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 sort of part of the furniture to the point where he's played so much to so, so late in his career so at the time when other people might have been considering coaching badges or what to do next he was still in, in I mean I would have I would have had him for another year um Make no bones about that. Uh, and he's, in, in, in he's a 40-year-old, needs to be around the pitch, sort of central midfielder, you know, and, and he is. Um, so so I, I guess, you know, we'll give him a few years to figure out what he wants to do and, and, and give him a sort of job title, which means don't you dare lead Doncaster. Well,
0: it's insane because I've just looked at some of the players of the year. Richie Wellens and Jamie Coppinger, James Coppinger, were teammates in the 2000s.
1: Yeah, well, isn't that that something?
0: (laughs) And uh, just looking at ages, they're only a year apart. Richie Wellens is one year older uh, than James Coppinger. Uh, Richie Wellens had two spells at the club. I imagine both of them would get into your Doncaster team of teams.
1: Yeah, um, Coppinger, without a doubt. Um, uh, Wellens, due to sort of like how long he played for the club, which, you know, uh, I it's always when, when you when you look when you do these sort of the, the, the top eleven. You've got a sort of you, you're always slightly divided between the players that you you, you, you saw for years and years and years, and the, and the ones that maybe didn't come for that long, but were quite clearly just that
0: good. Yes, you know? there's um, I'm looking at some of the players of the year. You might mention some, um, but one of them stands out because he's just had a season in the Premier League, and I think he'll. If he can score, then Billy Sharp's goals will send Sheffield United back into the Premier League because he's too good for that division. Yeah. He was probably too good for Doncaster.
1: Yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah, but that happens. You know. yeah. <laughs> we, we, I actually we did. A, I, 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 it's going back about two or three years, but we did do a, a sort of like who, who is yeah in, in, in the top ten. Obviously, we sort of I think it was in the last since sort of like fifteen, eleven years since 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 twenty ten. Um, just you do get the odd one that comes in, and they're just just top rate, and you can't. You know, you can't really begrudge him. I mean, Darren Moore, I would actually say, from a managerial perspective, is probably a bit of that. Um, we, I felt like I was, we were renting him for a long time because he. I just think I just rated him that highly. Uh,
0: so, who do you have in goal?
1: The only two logical choices is Sullivan or Warrington. Uh, and uh, both played at the club for similar stretch since sort off similar amount of time huge, huge amount of caps both won a lot of things um Warrington more when we were sort of going up through the conference years and Sullivan more when we were sort of like at the high, uh, bigger level but um in the championship we had a great spell with him there but i've I've got incredibly fond memories of watching uh, Andy Warrington, so so he goes and goes for me.
0: jolly good uh, back three or back four.
1: I'll go with a back four. I'll stick with a standard four four two. So I'm not I'm not too controversial, but 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 yeah, I've got a, a, my my another one who would stand out like a sore thumb if he was put in League One with a club. But he's long retired now. But uh, someone who I I just absolutely adored watching is a, is a left back called Simon Marples, who um, who would run with sort of like the one of these passing go sort of left backs who who was quite small but but. Certainly stocky, never ducks out of a tackle, um, but but would also sort of fight like be be um, uh, up up in the in, in the in the opposition half as much as he was in in, in your own half, and I uh, just I've always loved him.
0: A relatively local lad because he's from Stocksbridge, where I've been. Yeah, Stocksbridge. Very well,
1: this is the <laughs> sort. So so old. obviously Marples is 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 around the time where in the conference days we, we would have been built on a team of relatively local lads, you know, um, and uh, and he was one of the better ones. And uh, well, certainly. certainly for me, anyway,
0: mm-hmm. and who have you got next to him?
1: In, in the in the middle, I would put Tim Ryan and, and, and Rob Jones. Um, Tim Ryan, I just just because I was found him to be a stalwart. He had great mentality. Rob Jones is this this big lanky Welsh lad who also sort of um, managed us for uh, the last well for, for I can't remember, about four or five games towards the end of the season, um, uh, maybe a bit more than actually, um, and, uh, and and actually saw us go up on the back of it. But he he was just a, a fierce defender and and also a, a real uh, threat in, in, in the air as well. And right back, I'll put a guy called um, uh, O'Connor who who uh, was. Um, Uh, You know, one of these people who who just just put the fear in you, you know? (laughs) Like, I would, if I was coming up against him on the wing, then I would probably sort of not fancy my chances after 10 minutes.
0: It builds that kind of player. And the football that was played 40 years ago at the top is still played in professional football. It's just without the um, mavericks and esthetes. Although you do have someone from Kosovo in the team uh, at the moment. I noticed the current squad, by the way, uh, includes the likes of Omar Bogle, John Bostock, uh, Lirak Hassani is the Kosovar, uh, and you've signed a load of players, including Jordi Hiwula. Those are the names I know.
1: We've obviously got a new manager in. He's just got off to just a great start from you know, certainly with the signings um, and and a few low knees and 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 it just sort of um, uh, a club like Doncaster and to an extent you probably have a, you get this you know from 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 some of your low, you you. You can get mucked about in the summer seasons, and you can get. We've had seasons where where we get to the opening game, and we still don't really know who we're picking, and we still have got a lot of signings to make, and that happens more than not, um, unless you get managers in who really have it. You know that that's all all sorted, which which you know he he clearly does, and it seems to be putting together quite a a formidable team. He's got a great board as well. We've we've always had a good board, so so. Um, uh, that that would help as
0: well. I've just got this image of people going up. Hey, cops! You're going to cut out of retirement then? I've just got. I, obviously that is that is not how Doncasterians speak, but you know what I mean.
1: No, um, well, yeah, but, but that's something that Doncastrians say all the time. We uh, for, for the best, uh, you know, for the latter half of of last season, uh, one more season was was something that you would hear more than anything else. Yeah, because um, oh,
0: he'd already that, said because he turned forty and. Hit the thousand games and uh, yes. Yeah, well,
1: what, a, what a remarkable career. I mean, he's got every right to call it a day, but, um, but it's just good. It, it, I mean, when, when people say one more season, they're not saying it because they like him, they're saying it because he, he's got one more season in him. He's, he's, and, and he plays in a role where he's got to be incredibly athletic, he's, he's up and down the park, he's, he's a complete playmaker, um, and, and people are genuinely willing him on to have another season because he's, 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 he's that good.
0: Yeah, we have Luther Blissett, who only played for Watford about 450 times. Um, oh, that's it? I think one player played 600, Duncan Wellborn, I think, in the days where you were an employee. And you just, you, you enjoyed your manager, you did your job, you were in the community, but it is all different now. Um, there are two Scottish midfielders whom I note were both player of the year uh, for two years in a row. Do they both make your uh, best of team? These are Patterson and Mackindo. No. Um, <laughs> the
1: former. Probably wasn't that much of a consideration. The latter was because he did some quite special stuff, um, and he was incredibly entertaining to watch. And he would probably be most known for one of the better, cup, well, one of the best cup runs that we we ever did, which is back in the I don't know what it's called the the, the the League Cup anyway. I'm not sure what it was. Oh God, it
0: would have been. I, uh, I don't even know. Not Rumble. Yeah.
1: yeah. Carling. So uh,
0: Carling Cup?
1: Yeah, I've got a feeling it might have been that. Yeah. But um but uh yeah, we we, we, we beat um uh Aston Villa, Man City and and we were within a, a few minutes of beating Arsenal, so were so you there? uh uh well for two of them and, and i was and for one of them i wasn't okay. so so but but watching it on tv and stuff you know my it was the only, actually the, the the arsenal game which is the one that i couldn't get to is the only game that my my mother's uh, d- decided to watch with us uh, and she sat down and within 5 minutes we scored and drinks went everywhere <laughs> and she walked out she said I'm going to the pub so uh, she lasted 5 minutes that's that's her record oh
0: that's super uh this was the uh but well, it says here 1-0 um, to arsenal this was 2004 oh no no this is going back um so so th- this is this is back when when um,
1: um it, it, the 1-0 arsenal would have been um oh, a, 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 at, at the emirates uh, when we put in a good show actually but i do believe that's got the record for the lowest attendance at emirates which is something to be proud of um but i think it was my, it was it was more because there was a, a a cold snap it was it was freezing that night mm. and we did our so I was very proud. But, you, yeah,
0: that no, team. We, we, wow. Do you remember the Arsenal team? From
1: 2017. From 2017, uh, from tw-
0: from 2017 up, I've got that lineup up.
1: Oh, I don't remember it all. But, but um, Murderzak but, but, is I, in I, it.
0: Reese Nelson wearing 61. Maitland Niles, Wilshire. Walcott, Sanchez, giroux And <laughs> uh, the, back, the back six for Doncaster. Lawler in goal. Right, Butler, Mason. Blair and Rowe at wing back. Coffinger on the right. Congolo on the left whiteman and houghton behind may
1: yeah and alfie may put in a, an, an, an incredible shift he, he was he was uh he's obviously he's coming up this season actually with cheltenham um after putting in an incredible season but he's uh, he's another jamie vardy story he's he's one that we found from the lower leagues he, i think he was playing for where the brewery is tadcaster i mm-hmm. think yeah um, and he's come up the ranks uh, uh, since then with us. And then, and then we let him go and he, he's gone to Cheltenham uh, and had an incredible season with them. And, and he's, he's, he's uh, uh, helped them get promoted actually. So uh, he'll be, he'll be, we'll be playing them next season too. And, and I do know when we're playing them, which is the 5th of March.
0: Ooh, yes. Yes. Circle that. Maybe I'll come up for it. I do now have the lineup for that Doncaster Arsenal game. Arsenal, I'm not going to do it to you, but late on, very late on. Arsenal equalised uh, so late on um, that it looks suspicious. But the Arsenal team, <laughs> Almunia, Eboué, Giroud, Senderoff, Seagan, Kleb, Songbilong. Is that Gilberto Silva? Yeah. And then Van Persie lasted half an hour. Uh, but do you yeah. remember the Doncaster 11?
1: No. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I I'll certainly remember that um, uh, McIndo. Featured heavily in it, which is why, why, why sort of I've, I've been thinking of the game. But um, off the top of my head, I'd, I'd struggle. But but some of the some of the obviously cops was 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 there. Was stock was
0: was it stock? Stock was stock in there? Brian Stock? No, nope, he was not. Oh, Paul Green would have been in. Paul Green came off the bench, played extra time.
1: So Paul Green is, is in my is in my top eleven. But, oh, excellent. Uh, other than that, I don't, I'm not sure if there's any others there. But um...
0: Butts, Fenton, Foster, Stephen Roberts, McDade. Cops, Neil Roberts coming on. Thornton, Green coming on. Ravenhill, McIndoe, Guy, OG coming on to see the game out. Heffernan. Uh, and not used, is that Leo Fortune West?
1: Yes, yeah, right, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a name I know was-
0: from Soccer Saturday.
1: Yeah, he was around for a long time at Doncaster. Hmm. Um, And and the interesting thing, uh, the the, the goalkeeper would have been uh, Warrington. Uh, It was Butts because he got injured, uh, broke his leg actually. So quite similar. In In the League Cup game, uh, before that, where we uh, uh, went through on penalties, uh, thanks to uh, Jan Butts, who got subbed on and, and 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 saved, just just did an incredible job, really. Yeah. So uh, that was an interesting one. But and, and I also came to see Thornton the next day in, in Leeds train station, funnily enough. Um, but but yeah, other, other than that, my my resounding memory of that night was um, just seeing the, the camera flash to sort of Arsene Wenger at one point, and he looked utterly miserable. Um, about as miserable as I've ever seen a football manager, and, and that gave me a great And relief, this, was, so,
0: uh... this was the season after the Invincibles?
1: Yeah, well, it's 2005, so it wouldn't 2005,
0: be. 2005, so yeah. the one after. Oh, the, didn't they end up in the Champions League at the end of 2005? No, that's Liverpool. No, it is Arsenal 2005. So, I, I forgot to ask if Coffinger is right mid or if he's up front?
1: Um, in my team, he would be right in the centre. Great. And, and he would be... It would be a playmaker, probably slightly further ahead of Brian Stock, who's my other inclusion. Uh, he 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 was just this great um, passer of the ball. Uh, Coppinger could, could could certainly play behind the the, the, the strikers. I guess the other two inclusions probably don't even work that well, but they're, just, they're too good not to go in. And uh, and one is Francis Tierney, who, who in Doncaster is called Sir Francis Tierney, yeah. um, because he scored the playoff winning goal in the first season. The playoffs were ever a uh, thing in the conferences in, in in the conference. So we won the first ever conference playoff uh, against uh, Dagenham Redbridge up in Stoke, uh, and Francis Tierney scored a golden goal winning goal. Um, and uh, and Paul Green, who who is another one, like Coppinger sort of was around at the club for a long time, and and most impressively, I think of all, sort of made his way up the leagues with the club. So 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 um, he never sort of he, every time we went up the league, you you would see him sort of fall off the pace. But by the end of the season, he'd be the first guy, guy on the on the team uh, team sheet. So so that, he's, he's he's the other one who's in there.
0: That's right. Well, I will go and check out highlight reels of... I'm sure there's an every Jamie Coppinger goal. He didn't score that many goals compared to his... Yeah. One in ten? One in nine? One in ten?
1: Yeah, and probably not. He scored some good goals, um, but but he was most known for sort of his work rate. I mean, like, just, just sort of... Just one of these players who was everywhere and also one of these players who who made things happen, which is which is just, you know, everyone needs
0: that. By the way, you should have known LNER because they actually sponsor uh, Doncaster. Yeah, I had a brain fart. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, That's all right. Robert Peston forgot the name of Tyrone Mings live on air the other day. Immortifying. (laughs) Um, There is a book written by the great Pete Davis called I Lost My Heart to the Bells. We know what happened to Doncaster Bells and it was horrific what the FA did to them. Basically say... Get out. We've got Man U knocking on the door. Um, would you say that in the last 25 years, Donny Bells have been more cherished than Donny's men's team?
1: Uh, possibly not, because over that time, the men's team has done some quite formidable things. You know, we've gone from the conference to the championship. To the back to League One to League Two back to League One, we've won penalty shootout. We 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 we've got that, that incredible game against Brentford where they had a penalty they missed it. We scored at the other end. Went up as champions. So there's been a lot going on on the men's front too. But um, I must say that the the, the book. By Pete Davis is one that I've I've read and is is um, is a wonderful wonderful read. Like he literally throws himself into uh, the Donny Bells in, a, in in a big way and sort of like really does predate his time. You know when when people weren't talking as much about women's football, um, but but it's great. It, you 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 get a feel for the personality of everyone on that team and sort of go through the trials and tribulations. And it's definitely um, uh, it it's comes highly
0: recommended. Yeah. For me. I found it in a a second-hand shop. And uh, even though I've not sat down and read it all the way I flicked at it and and flicked various pages. His book, All Played Out, slash One Night in Turin, is one of the best football books because it's not about football. Um, It would have been nice if... um, It's the first time England have got to a final for 55 years. Hello. They lost 6-2 to Germany in 2007 or 2009. No one really mentions that. Um, But we've just had... England turning up at Wembley Stadium and it was so inevitable and there are so... I I can't see the Met Police Commissioner keeping hold of her job now uh, because it was embarrassing. Of all the things, just get the security right. Stop coked up lads getting into the stadium where there are seats. And there's a big problem and every football fan is going to suffer. I imagine security at every football ground is going to be even worse than it is because it is like airports now used to be able to rock up and pay on the gate now as an away fan you're held after the game so the experience of the away fan I guess my last question to you Jack Pete author of this book about the gastronomy of the English football pyramid uh, is what do you think will happen this season will we have to see a fatality uh, because someone has stepped in to kind of stop a racist event from happening i
1: oh god you 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 really you really hope that things don't have to get that bad before they get better i think it's quite evident now that, that that there's a problem and i think that there's quite you know i think that it's been there's there's a lot of dreadful things that that have happened over the sort of last few days on the back of that uh, that, that 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 loss, but also I think there's a lot of good things, and there's more good things. And I think that let's you know, there's there's bad apples, isn't there? Um, and and you know, most fans are, are going because you know going to games, not to be anywhere near um, that sort of uh, language, not to be anywhere near violence um to be able to enjoy football uh, and enjoy everything that goes with it which is which is really um you know we, we we've not been to games for a long time now and next season we can't so why don't we celebrate everything that's good about football and 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 football days out uh, and and put sort of like the bad things behind us because um because, you know, we're, we're back now and, 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 it's, and, and it would be an awful
0: shame if we were to spoil it. I've just got this image of one end of the stadium going Marcus and the other end going Rashford, just at every single ground in the way that the Finns and the Danes did Christian Eriksson. Uh, because there is a sports tab on the London Economic, the com. I hope you've got more joyous investigations to look at, but certainly football is the glue in English society. If you haven't read David Goldblatt's piece that he wrote uh, either yesterday or on Monday saying, yes, we've got the NHS, which is a British service, the British Broadcasting, the National Trust, which is UK wide. If you're talking about English identity, it's the sports teams that are pretty much the only things that England has. Because Jane Austen's British, Shakespeare was British. And now in this, not mongrel, you know what I mean, the mixed world of modern Britain, football is the thing that best represents us. And unfortunately, there will be 5,000 fans whom drugs will make them impervious to what they're doing. But the real story is the integration. Going around the country as you've done, and as people will do this season, um, we're all the same. Same blood. Well, unless you're um, Scunny, in which case you're not.
1: <laughs> no, true. I mean, that's very well put. I mean, you know, that's my experience of it. You know, I, I let's let you know. You, I've spent many years researching this book, and as as you will have done, many years going to different grounds, and it's and it's the exception, not the rule, that you see. Sort of like, you know, um, uh, things like that happen. Usually, there's a great togetherness of, of, of when you go, especially away grounds. You know, you, you get. You get, and, and, and I think that it's, it's, it's football's a joyous thing and, 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 and experiencing football as, as part of a day out and experiencing new places is, is also a joyous thing and, and, and I think that that's what I'm, I'm sort of trying to do with this book is, is trying to get the best out of all these wonderful days that we're fortunate to have as, as football fans who travel up and down the country um, because we're, we're, we're stupid enough.
0: <laughs> Indeed. There is a direct train from Watford to Peckham Rye. I will make haste to Dulwich Common to watch Peckham Town. Uh, oh, do. And I look forward to enjoying a pie near the ground.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely wonderful there. So, so yeah, do 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 it and uh, and let me know. I'm sure we can grab a beer.
0: Swell. Thank you very much. Uh, the Great Pie Revolt is a gastronomic tour of the Premier League and the EFL, published at 12.99 on Pitch Publishing, we think the 9th of August. So I wish Peckham a good season down in Step 7 and in step three of the professional tier, uh, up the Donny. What do you say? Up the Vikings. Do you do the clap, the Viking clap? Up the Butterscotchmen. <laughs> up the Butterscotchmen, of course. Just like the library! Just like the library! Just like the library! Just like the library! Shh!